Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. An Erio's original. Each week, we decide who's to blame for a historical tragedy. And each week, you tell us if we got it right. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and this is The Aftermath. Aftermath. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Aftermath. Today, we have some special mini alarms for you. Just, you know, things that are are keeping us up at night, uh, keeping us alarmed, keeping us awake, keeping us safe. Am I right? With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. And fact checker <laughs> Chris Smith. Hi. It's nice and to the point. We are ready to go, aren't we, boys? Sure are. We are. I mean, just uh, want to mention before we get started that Rebecca and I are trying out a new recording setup today we've moved from uh in our garage office we have a round table where we usually sit across from each other we've moved over to a desk where i'm sort of sitting per uh perpendicular uh to the desk Mm -hmm. sort of at the the desk's edge and she's sitting where a normal desk sitter would sit if somebody wants to picture that so i feel very i a couple of feelings i have just right off the bat feel very much subordinate in a subordinate position, <laughs> which is maybe, I mean, good for part a of, podcast. Part of a design, <laughs> Rebecca? Was that part of the, the um, design? Now that you say it, perhaps uh, subconsciously, perhaps. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I feel less respected, I guess is what I'm saying. And, mm. and I, maybe I'm just saying silver lining, maybe that'll make me a better, want to do better in terms of fact checking. <laughs> I'm just the producer, but I get my own room entirely to myself, Chris. So I don't know how that makes you feel more or less respected, but it is my own room. It's temperature controlled. It's cozy. That and sounds the, nice. The light is good. 
That sounds really, really nice. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I yeah, I definitely feel even less. I feel way more supportive to you. Uh huh. Um, but again, I think that that's fine for uh, you know, my position here, which is fact checker. I got to go and get. I'm basically like an intern. That, yeah. That yeah. is sort of sticking around, really. Who that's can't true. Find work elsewhere. Basically, <laughs> that's true. So. Um, and, and for, for the record, and no one cares about this, but I'm not looking straight at Chris, straight into Chris's eyes right now. Right. I, I'm just looking at, uh, at a wall. Right. And it's nice. And it's nice. Yeah. We should get you a good poster for that wall. Like a, some, <laughs> okay. what, what do you want to look at? <laughs> that gets to our relationship even more so in this dynamic is that I'm spending my entire time looking right at her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she hasn't even given me a glance. No, She's looking I hear at the big you. picture. I sort of hear you. I sort of hear you. <laughs> so let's get started with these mini alarms. And I'm so excited to hear what is keeping the two of you at, up at night. Uh, and I was thinking, you know, is, is any of one of you want to go first? I, of course, um, did two. <laughs> I, I told everyone to do one and I knew exactly what I wanted. And then in my process for finding information about that one i found another one that uh started alarming me as well so you know double pronged well it 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 occurs to me before we get started and all that that it might be interesting because if we can make a competition out of this right so whoever's Mm. alarm carries over to the next episode and whoever's alarm started alarming others, mm-hmm. maybe that is the w- sort of winner of the alarm of the mini alarm contest. We'll take so a poll. comment. Yes. Listeners comment yeah. on what's alarming you the most. Oh yeah. I was just thinking alarm ourselves, but yeah, the, oh. the, the, the <laughs> well, alarmy could, yeah, yeah. could we'll, chime in as well. We'll do a poll once this comes out and you can sign on to our alarmist Instagram, which is, uh, at the alarmist podcast and you can sign on to our twitter at alarmist the and take a poll and let us know which one of us alarmed you the most yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay that's fine that'll add a little just give us just a little a more energy yeah there. so why don't we start with clayton okay and his and his mini alarm hit us all right new guy it's a mini alarm. Yeah, this is my first, so no pressure. Um, it's a mini alarm that kind of focuses around a very big issue, literally the big one, mm. as they refer to it here in California, which is an absolutely definitely going to happen massive earthquake along the San Andreas Fault. Mm. Mm. Jeez, um, yes. And just to give you, I'm going to give you some context here because I, you know, I, they, I, m- many people know that, uh, or perhaps know that the LAS did this whole series of podcasts about the big one and how you're supposed to be prepared yep. and what happens during, before, and after. Highly recommend. Yes. Um, but, you know, they're saying the big one uh, is defined as a 7.8 magnitude or higher earthquake. And just to give you some reference, Northridge, which was the last like pretty large one, was 6.7 and lasted for about 20 seconds. And the the big one is actually going to be of higher magnitude and it's going to at, uh, last a lot longer than mm. the, the Northridge, just, just for some context. Yes. Um, and I guess the reason why I've been alarmed, and it comes up to me in very specific moments, it's not all the time. It's more like when I'm driving under a bridge or mm. I'm in an elevator, stuff oh. where I'm just like, what if it happened now? Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> My mini alarm is I've been, you hear so much about how you need to be prepared for the big one. Mm-hmm. 
And for me, my problem is there's so much out of your control. You know, mm. it just feels like, for example, in this article, the LS, they're saying, you know, when the earthquake starts, you're supposed to stop, drop, take cover and hold on. And then the right after they say, and then when it's over, like text as many people as you can because cell phone towers have four hours of battery generally. And don't call 911 because they'll be inundated. Just text your friends. If you're trapped, here's where I am. Text oh, them. Geez. Okay. Should the I assumption. I feel like I should sure. be writing this down. Yes. We're going to start a list for Chris of things he should be worried about uh, just on a day-to-day basis. But go on, Clay. The thing that stresses me out is that's a huge assumption that you have in the chaos of a huge earthquake grabs your cell phone while you were stop dropping and rolling, right? Yeah. And there's also a big, you know, we're supposed to have so much food and so much water and things on hand that last you for like a week or two. To me, it's like, I, my concern is when it comes, if I, if I'm still around, where am I? And like, will the effort of getting all that food and water stuff ready, will I even be able to access it? (laughs) And if I can, is it even still good? Because you have to, those things expire and you're supposed to replace it. And it's like, I hate, this is a thing about me. I hate wasting food. I hate wasting things. Like I, Mm. I always want to use everything and it kind of kills me to think that I would just like go out, you know, you can buy these kits and then just like have to throw it away in two years. And when oh, I remember to throw it away. So that's it. It's like the big one is coming. I'm not stressed about the big one. It just is what it is. Like it's inevitable. It's more like, am I going to be lucky enough to be like in a good place when it happens? And there's really no right. way of controlling that. Nope. And that's a good point. You know, you might not have access to your backpack of goods right? or your flashlight. You know, it could just happen that you're in your car and very far from your house. That and- to me would actually be pretty great. If I were in my car, I would feel, you know, depending on as long as I'm not under a bridge, I would feel like, okay, <laughs> like this, my, my windows might break from shaking, mm. but like the car's not going to collapse on me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's true. Well, do you guys have a generator? No. <laughs> we have solar. We're very, we, we did solar, but I mean, that'll just break right away, right? The- but you guys didn't opt into the um, battery, like the solar battery, right? No, because the solar is no. connected to the sort of power grid. Yes. So the- what do you, do you have a generator, Chris? No, but I mean, it just occurred to me that I bet you like, okay. cl- 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 we have some cl- propane. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have a grill outside. Yeah, we can huddle around the grill. <laughs> but it just occurred to me that in terms of preparedness, and there are people who dedicate their lives to this, sure. but besides the sort of perishable goods, which is, I think Clay- what Clayton's talking about there, I was also just thinking, what if you have like 10% battery life on your phone? Right. Well, that's... And then your power goes out, and then that's where a generator would, would be uh, extremely useful. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, that's why you always have to... <laughs> your devices charged strapped to it right it's like are we going to live a life where we're like i don't want to always feel like i have to have my phone strapped to me because i might die if i don't you know like that seems like not a fun way to live but it is usually close by but you know what now i just justified getting an apple you guys uh, both have apple watches (laughs) yes so i that's a phone connected right to you at all times it's uh yeah you know what i i took away this might be so weird but what i took away from that podcast the the big ones i was so scared of being 
far away in my car and roads being broken, mm. my main takeaway was always have sneakers in the in your trunk. Uh, mm. Comfy mm-hmm. shoes for traversing the debris. Yeah. And I, I feel like as a woman, you don't think about your, no, that's your, super your shoes yeah. um, that much and, and how comfortable they might be. Because, you know, you might be just like getting going to a restaurant and you don't need your... <laughs> mm-hmm you right. know, super comfortable shoes. But if I had to walk miles and miles in my, I don't know, uh, heels. Manola Blancs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, that's what she uses every day. She's recording them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say like, if I had to, you know, my walk miles and miles in my like comfortable wedges that I, <laughs> that's my fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you used to have shoes that were tougher to walk in, but yeah. now these days you no uh, comfort is key. Well, it's, it's all about earthquakes. I think, look, I think clay, I think that's something we should all be scared about pretty high up in the mini alarm scale. Yeah. And it's going to be tough to beat with our listeners. I think you, especially yeah. if, if, if they're in the West coast, yeah, it's true. It's area specific, although they happen all over the place. But that's tr- and that that should scare you even mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. You never know. Is your building ready for an earthquake? Probably not. If you're not in, you know, the West Coast. So you know, think about that while you go to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. So Chris, hit us with uh, your mini alarm. Well, I just realized that I'm definitely going to lose this as okay. I'm reading over what my mini alarm is. <laughs> Because I came up with something that was really specific to me and very sort of um, seemingly trivial compared to Clayton's, but um, but not so. And I'm just going to say it. Okay, so I read an article in the Times, um, curtains up how Broadway is coming back from its longest shutdown. And so tonight, I believe, uh, which we're recording this on the 14th, 14th or 15th? It is the 15th. On the 15th, um, so it was either tonight or last night, that um, a bunch of Broadway shows reopened. I think mm-hmm. I think four mm. major Broadway shows reopened. Uh, I think The Lion King and um, the Sarah, Sarah Barry Alice one, Waitress. Oh, Waitress, mm-hmm. yeah. And so everyone's really nervous because, you know, it's like pandemic-style theater going, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like... Um, there's testing and I think that you might need to be able to provide vaccination or a recent test, negative test or something like that. But my sort of little alarm sort of extends beyond that and gets a little bit more, uh, sort of like not philosophical, but just sort of, uh, I don't know. It's generalized Mm -hmm. in terms of when you think about entertainment and you think about the ways that we've, um, sort of adapted over the past year and a half to this pandemic by entertaining ourselves or finding entertainment. So call it online or sort of the rise of TikTok and also podcasts, streaming services, and then also all these theaters shutting down these um, movie theaters shutting yeah. down mm-hmm. and sort of Disney moving its um, release releases on to sort of Disney plus where you can just stay at home. It just, it occurs to me that, 
people will suddenly feel like there's no reason to leave the house and put a sort of lower value on live performance, which was already on sort of shaky grounds. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why would you go see a live show? It's also, it's just so hard, especially, I mean, we don't have kids, but if for people with kids, they have to get a babysitter. It costs a lot of money. Live theater is expensive. So it's sort of like a big ask for people. And now with a pandemic, I'm nervous that nobody's going to want to come see live theater. And it's, to me, it's 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 important. It's 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 important um, for a lot of reasons, cultural reasons, but also societal reasons of just us being needing sort of to be in close proximity to other human beings. You sure. know what I mean? And and not just in a sort of going out mm-hmm. to dinner or whatever sort of context, but in storytelling context and that kind of thing. And in sharing your craft, right, Chris? Well, so important <laughs> for me <laughs> for to be able to. Well, no, but this. I mean. <laughs> You could definitely, I, I'm concerned because I, I mean, put it this way. We, the three of us were in a sketch comedy group for our, basically our entire twenties, mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. our entire twenties um, for a whole decade. And we perform every Saturday night, m- roughly. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was huge for us. Like mm-hmm. how many life experiences do we s- still sort of recall about how wonderful that time in our lives w- were, was, and um, anyway, it's I, I know the value firsthand of sort of a community around theater. So but, are you nervous that there are going to be like awkward people just because they, they're not going to be like leaving the house? Is, the, is this the concern? The concern is that the value that, that, that we just see a decline in um, audiences going to see live mm. stuff because people are just like, well, it's too expensive and I can just get it online and I can just make it so much made. It's been made so much easier to me. And also I'm now risk averse because I've been through a pandemic and I think about risk differently. So as an audience member, like think about it from my own perspective, like I now make these decisions about going out to dinner or going out to large gatherings. And I sort of determine the risk and I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, what's the risk involved and what's the payoff for this risk? I just think about leaving the house mm. differently. And, I feel, yeah. I wanted to respond to that because I think what's interesting about what you're saying early on when you were first describing this, you were saying like, what's the draw for people mm-hmm. because, because of pandemic and because of everything being available online. And just in reference to like, you know, the shows that are back are like the Lion King and waitress, these big shows. And then you're just <laughs> talking about our little Harvard sailing team, sketch comedy troupe. It's like, is you're right in that it is everything is a risk assessment now. So what is the material that is going to be made if it is going to be made? Like are all the little sketch comedy groups just going to fall away because people are like, I'm not going to go to a sketch comedy group. I'm going to go to the biggest Broadway production because right. that's the only thing that is uh, has enough draw for me to take the risk. And then what does that do to material that might be really cool, but the right. audience is not interested because it's too niche or like too much of a risk. We're exactly. all going to turn into Minnie and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Is what's going to happen. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> because it's just going to be Disney stuff. True. You know, it's just going to be like <laughs> blockbuster the, hits, which is block, already happening. Exactly. We're going to we're either we're going to turn into two camps, Disney or Star Wars <laughs> that, or you know, like the Marvel universe. Yep. yep. That's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, there's a lot of cross. I mean, it's like 
the people who are going to Disney are the ones who are, do, bring their kids, and then when they want an adult night, they go to Star Wars, or maybe bring their <laughs> kids. You know what I mean? But it's like they, yeah. they're watching the same stuff. Yeah, which and, is great. I mean, and and you know, but whatever you want to entertain yourself, yeah, you know, I love all of those you things. Consume no judgment is fine, <laughs> but also I'm I'm just saying like the. Yeah, like you were saying, Chris, the the weirder stuff, the the more niche, maybe the more independent, you know, independent films, independent theater, that might really fall by the wayside in it's, a sad way, or, or just find a different home. It would just yeah. be more. You just find that stuff online. more online or yeah. whatever, or you know, on your podcast channels or on TikTok or whatever. <laughs> weird comedy, weird comedians don't need to like go and do have a house uh, where they perform. They can just whatever. They could just make it and put it online, and there it is. Um, but wait, but I just wanted to, because just to finish this thought, because the, the, the thinking was, I remember during the pandemic and everyone was like, you know what, when this thing's over, it's going to be like the roaring twenties. Like everyone's just going to come out of their mm-hmm. buildings and, you know, we're going to go to like, lavish parties and, and it's just going to be like this huge boon. But like that didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to a, <laughs> a party where I'm a champagne fountain be- or a chocolate fountain. I, I don't know why I assume. And the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> a fountain <There's> regardless. A- <laughs> Whatever it is, it's being It's coming from a fountain and we're all sharing it, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to that. Not going to it. But my but but it's like and I blame the fact that we can't get behind these vaccinations and people just and the vaccination hesitation and the anti vaccine people and all that stuff, which is like just gonna drag out this pandemic to the point where it's it's never gonna be really feel like it had a proper ending. If we don't get a, a chance at our warring twenties, yeah, I we're gonna that. we're I gonna know. blame that on the uh, whoever didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yes, I'm be, gonna blame that. That'll be episode like five hundred and fifty thousand nine hundred and seventy two. Like I want to go across the pond to Gatsby's house and rage people. Come Same. on, big time. And I'm, who I'm getting want to, to the point where I'm like. It's getting to the point where I'm going to get too old to, to even have the energy to do that. So now while I still have the energy, someone throw a party. <laughs> someone. Anyone. A quarantine. Uh, and whatever. we'll wear some really cute outfits. Yes. yes. Wedges. Still comfortable in case there's an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> All right. So that's my little alarm. Okay. Is, will live theater live on? I guess I would put it, it that TBD, way. honestly. TBD. We're going to have to put a pin on that and see, it, see what happens. It's too, too close. Too soon to tell. Okay, now I have to go into my little alarm, but before we do that, let's take a quick break. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So are you guys ready for for what's coming yeah it's it's actually not as intense as you might think it it, it could be but maybe you do so for i would say the past few weeks i have been on and off thinking about this couple who went on a hike in northern california with the baby strapped to them and their dog and they all died Mm. did you hear about this yes i did so this happened uh, end of August, beginning of September. Um, there, th- th- I'll read a little excerpt from the New York Times. So the couple had backpacked in the Himalayas, ridden camels through the Gobi Desert, and checked off Burning Man, even creating their own hashtag, an amalgamation of their first names, hashtag Jelen Adventures. So a day of hiking in the Sierra National Forest, even with the demanding switchbacks and triple-digit heat, would not have been unusual for Jonathan Garish and Ellen Chung, husband and wife transplants from San Francisco who had recently become parents to a little girl, Miju, during the coronavirus pandemic. But the trek would be the family's last. Search teams found all three of their bodies on August 17, one day after the family was reported missing not far from Yosemite National Park. The family's dog, Oski, an Aussie Akita mix, was also found dead. More than two weeks later, investigators are still confounded by what caused their deaths. Teams in hazmat suits had already combed the area for clues. On Saturday, the U.S. Forest Service closed trails and recreation sites near where the bodies were found. So, the you know, when, when this kind of stuff happens, you're, my, my first is, instinct is like, okay, so he killed them. He killed the family. <laughs> yeah. Some, this is, there's murder somewhere. But, you know, a, a initial autopsies, like, provided no answers. It doesn't seem like there was foul play. Uh, investigators said that there was, there was no sign of trauma. And uh, on August, so this is, again, according to the New York Times, August 19th, the California State Water Resources a control board using a water quality reporting map on its website warned the public to stay away from algae and scum in the water near the south fork of the Merced River in the National Sierra National Forest. An incident description said that the agency had received a report of a suspected illness in the area. The warning previously made reference to a fatality but was changed to say illness. Do not let pets go in the water, drink the water, or eat scum on the shore. The warning said, keep children away from the algae. Do not eat shellfish from the water uh, body. So uh, they closed the, the park. Uh, the, the whole area has been shut down. And what they suspect is that perhaps the you know they they were experienced hikers and adventurers and you know how people have sometimes like that uh water treatment 
stuff like like yeah. oh yes like Where pills you... to make water drinkable and stuff yeah so, or like point of point of source like um water filtration exactly so it's possible because it was so hot they either ran out of water and they might have had some kind of system with them and so they put the river water or whatever water they found through their own filtration system all of them drank it including the baby including the dog Ugh. and they think that's what happened Wow. Can can they determine that from an autopsy? Are they going to doing tests on this? When was this? My right. guess is t- is still to be determined. I guess those things take a long time. Um, when when they're um, you know, chemicals and when they have to do tests like that, when uh-huh. it's not like obvious trauma, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm, that's um, what, is that a toxicology report? Is yes, that that is? something like that. Um, so. There, I guess they're still waiting, awaiting toxicology results. Hmm. Um, and I just can't stop thinking about them because they seem like people who, first of all, it wasn't, they weren't like going on these like crazy dangerous hikes. And they weren't amateurs, right? They They, weren't amateurs too. So I'm just like, okay, well, I guess... They were doing the right thing. They knew they needed to hydrate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they had the equipment for it. And uh, I guess poison, poison is everywhere. They trusted no. those, those filters or those pills. And I mean, if this is truly what happened, it's like we've got a lot of good technology that um, is intended to improve our lives and protect us. But sometimes that technology fails us and or there are unforeseen side effects or consequences that you just can't prepare for until it happens and then this leads me to think about what you were talking about clayton so like let's say we are all prepared for the big one Mm. right uh we have all the generators or or you know water dog food everything (laughs) you know they say that one of the big things that could potentially happen is that the gas pipes and the uh, water pipes get destroyed Mm -hmm. during the earthquake. Mm. So once that happens, the, the water then becomes compromised. So it's, it's, you have to boil your water. Water sources could get compromised. Yes. So, uh, Let's say you, you know, I'm just thinking of like these water sources that are either not coming out of your pipes or if you do get your hands on them are coming out and, and you treat them and then, well, end of story, you're dead anyway, even though you survived the big one. It, Guys, water. It definitely makes you want to brush up on your survivalism te- techniques but beca- <laughs> <laughs> because because I feel like there are ways to that, that just like sort of just not only like from pr- primitive sort of studies but also like clayton was saying there are technolo- technological kind of um ways to that we could um filter water find fresh water determine if water is potable drinkable whatever mm. um but th- they're not just easily accessible i think what you're what you're alluding to and this is something clayton talks about a lot too is that like it's just we're such a fine line from mm. being i was literally just going to say <laughs> say it clayton yeah, say what is it. Your i've said it <laughs> i've said it on the podcast before and to many of my poor friends who will listen at a party <laughs> but there is a very very fine line between civility and absolute chaos (laughs) and it doesn't take much. we have set ourselves up i mean just think about it like we (laughs) have made ourselves so comfortable and so far removed from actual like 
tasks that, that are required to survive that if we were thrust into an environment that we don't have those that comfort and that convenience like we don't most of us are going to die and that sounds like very crazy apocalyptic like conspiracy yeah. theory man in the woods like i'm gonna like live like a person who knows how to chop wood and build a house and and you don't no it i'm not gonna do that inspired you no i'm yes. not, i mean that's that's a really big dedication but it just goes to i think it, it's about keeping the awareness because like if you're in a social situation and you start to see things go towards a tipping point that's your could be like it's gonna go crazy i gotta get out of here <laughs> you um you're so right so right you're right you, you can't <laughs> hand a credit card to a grizzly bear nope. <laughs> they they'll will not your face <laughs> they will not respond to that no it doesn't matter how many <laughs> rewards points you have you just mm-hmm. can't hand your credit card to a grizzly bear no nope. you uh, know the, this is actually a perfect segue into my other little alarm, which I know I said to only do one, but I'm just going to throw this one out. Okay. Um, this is re- recent. I came across an article today in The Guardian saying that authorities catch 500-pound alligator believed to have eaten Louisiana man. Okay? <laughs> just Louisiana <laughs> tw- man. Yes. So a 12-foot, and, and this goes to what you're saying, Clayton, chaos. Just mm. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This has to do with the hurricane that recently hit. A 12-foot-long, 400 and uh, sorry, 504-pound alligator believed to have attacked and killed a 71-year-old Louisiana man in Hurricane Ida's aftermath was captured with what appeared to be human remains in its stomach. Timothy Satterley Sr. vanished on the 30th of August while checking on the contents of a shed at his home in Slidell, Louisiana, as floodwaters oh. engulfed the area. This is scary. Jesus, this is, is really scary and sad. After, the, after his wife heard a splash, she discovered her husband being gripped in a death roll by a huge alligator. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would do if I, if I, if I looked out my backyard and I saw Chris fighting with an alligator. Um, by the time she could intervene, the beast had already ripped off Satterley's arm and rendered him unconscious so she pulled him to the steps of their home and with neither her phone nor 911 working in a desperate move she climbed into a small boat in search for help okay whoa so 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 she i'm assuming she's also an older woman if he's 71 and this is her husband so it must have been hard to pull her pull him to safety so it goes on. But when deputies finally arrived, Satterley wasn't there anymore. <sighs> the man wasn't there anymore where she left him. No, we know there, where he was. Mm-hmm. She just never thought in her wildest nightmares that she would get back and he'd be gone. Uh, Satterley's disappearance set off a two-week search that ended on Monday after an alligator was caught in a trap near where Satterley had gone missing. The St. Tammy... Uh, Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office said agents euthanized and cut the alligator where they discovered the upper parts of a human body. Mm. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, this definitely happened. I mean, so your this little is... larb is just a uh, 500 pound alligator. <laughs> or just living in an area where there is tons of alligators and it frequently floods. Well, what what made me think about this, Clayton, was that your the the idea of civility 
slash absolute chaos. So the, one day everything's fine, right? There's mm-hmm. a they're, they're living in a community. They have a house. I'm sure there are alligators, but everything is under control. But then suddenly a hurricane hits. You can't control that. Mm-hmm. You can't control where the eye of the hurricane is going. All of a sudden there's floods. Your your house in, is underwater. Perhaps you it it, it uh, you, maybe you survived, but there is extensive damage. And all of a sudden there's 500 pound alligators eating your husband. Mm-hmm. And that's one day from one day to the next. Yeah. There's no, uh, technology. I mean, I guess you could, but we're doing these, um, what are they called to prevent flood water around Louisiana, New Orleans, they're called, um, levees. Oh, the levees. You can yeah, do yeah. stuff like that to, you know, hopefully mitigate how much water gets in, but the water's going to get in these things. Like, I mean, when we're talking about natural disaster and mother earth, like, she going to do what she going to do. Mm-hmm. There's only mm-hmm. so much we can do. That's right. <laughs> um, so just for the record, uh, this this really struck me. The Satterley's home is not far from an area frequented by tourists who visit for swamp tours, promising sightings of alligators and other wildlife. Alligators do not usually attack humans unless the food they tend to have stashed has been displaced, as can occur during major storms. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I'm just a little freaked out by that. I mean, we don't have alligators here in California. I come from Florida. Maybe maybe my fear of alligators is a, a, a little bit more than other people. You know, they might yeah. not be thinking of alligators all the time, but we, you know, saw alligators. There's a thing called Alligator Alley in Florida. If you're from there, you know, it, it's just like literally a highway with alligators uh, to the side of it. And so... Th- so, okay, fine. We don't have alligators in California, but we have bears and, and uh, mountain lions mm-hmm. <laughs> and other things to be scared about. <laughs> I'm just in my mind picturing um, a sort of combo of all of these l- little alarms where I'm at the Amundsen in my mind. Okay, we're at we're at the theater. It's we're always scant, at the theater with Chris. scant audience at a kitchen <laughs> sink drama. Okay, so there's only like no one's going. Yeah, it's only like ten people in the crowd, right? And an, and an earthquake hits, uh-huh. right? And then the flood waters start to rise, and it's obviously it's algae poisoned fucking flood oh, waters. No. And then the 500 pound alligators start to swim around in the waters and the poor theater goers and the actors who I'm the most poor concerned actors. About, <laughs> I guess it, that's why attacked. movies like Sharknado exist. Cause I guess it's possible. <laughs> I think we just came up with the, the next uh, at home video on demand movie. <laughs> Cause no one's going to the theater for it. It's all terrible. It's, well, yeah, no. Yeah. We can't, it can't be a play. It has to be. No, a it has to be an on demand. Uh, yeah. You movie. know, they came out, they just came out with a new iPhone and I guess it has a really great camera with white. So we could shoot this ourselves and mm-hmm. we should have been shooting this this whole time. It's true. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. well, okay. So we are going to put a poll up on our Instagram, check it out. Um, and, and let us know which alarm, uh, you know, set you off the most. Yeah. Which is most alarm, which is the most alarming to you. And just to refresh, <laughs> want to go over them again, I guess. Clayton's yeah. is the big one, the California earthquake. Yes. Not just the big, more specifically, like, where are you going to be? And like, does it matter how much you've prepared? Doesn't matter. That's scary. 
Yeah, big one preparation. Chris's uh, uh, mini alarm is uh, will, the death of theater. Will the, the death sh- of live theater. Will, will the show go will on? Will the show must go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mine is, you know, I a little bit like Clayton's, you know, you are you could you be like this family that went missing and then uh died. It's so sad. Well, it's also more about I think drinkable water. water. Yeah, potable water sources. Yeah. Yeah, water. Um and then the the fourth one is of course will you be uh, eaten by an alligator? It's a 500 pounds alligator um, in, the, in the room. And it can happen. Um and these are also sad. So uh, Clayton, before we go, you know, is there anything, any, uh, housekeeping stuff, uh, we want to take care of, you know, how are we doing on, uh, reviews and, and ratings over in our Apple podcast? Um, the ratings are good, but we need some, we need some fresh reviews. Oh, we do. We need some, I mean, we've, had a couple uh back-to-back mailbags so i feel like we've read like the most recent and i don't want to read old ones that you guys have already read (laughs) so So we we need fresh ones we need some fresh thoughts tell me how i'm doing you can critique me it's fine yeah Yeah, post about clayton talk shit about clayton in the the review (laughs) no nice we want we want five star reviews we really do because they really help uh get visibility and uh you know we're we're just trying to make a million episodes here we're we're you know our our ask is not that is it really that big of an ask i don't think so Mm -mm. no so uh yeah Check out our poll and stay tuned because next week we are going to be covering the death of Quibi. Erios. Powered by ACAS. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.